0: If you're a CEO and you fly off the handle at a very valued employee because of a minor infraction, that could cost you the employee. Number two, (laughs) they calmly discuss things together. That's a cool one. So people, when they're in conflict, many couples find that they are not able to handle their emotions. Yeah. uh, But couples that have these high quality, awesome marriages calmly discuss things together. I think it's a cool one. So they don't fly off the handle and get angry. mm -hmm. I think one of the key social and emotional skills in childhood is self-regulation skills and that means uh, your ability to understand and manage and control your own feelings so that you don't you know fly off the handle when you're frustrated G'day, you mob, and welcome to Aussie English. I am your host, Pete, and my objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So, whether you want to sound like a fair dinkum Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flipping l we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So, sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. Let's go. Alrighty. So, what is going on, guys? G'day. How's it going? Welcome to the very first video podcast. I thought, you know, I just had this spontaneous idea, maybe I'll give this a whirl. I have a camera here, I've got lights here, I've got a computer, I've got, you know, my little podcast recorder here. I can do all this jazz, but I've just never put two and two together and thought maybe I can do the expression episodes as a video as well. So, anyway, it is currently Wednesday night. It is 8.30pm. I've been enthralled all day long watching the news, being glued to my phone because it is the US election and decisions made all the way over the oceans in the US are going to affect not just Australia, but the rest of the world as well. And so, we tend to be very fascinated and interested in what's going on in the United States of America. And um, to put it bluntly, seems to be a bit of a shit show. So, there we go. We've already started swearing and we're only, what, a minute into the episode. All right, I'll try and clean it up, guys. I'll try and avoid the swearing. But, yeah, that's a good expression for something that is going horribly wrong. Anyway, I think Trump's just come out and said that the entire election is a fraud. It's fraudulent, blah, blah, blah. Biden thinks he's going to win. Who knows what's going to happen? I Just hand me the popcorn, to be honest. Anyway, so, today's expression, guys, we'll just get straight into it. It is to fly off the handle. But before we get into the expression and what it means, let's do an Aussie joke, all right? It's not always an Australian joke, but I call these Aussie jokes because they're on the Aussie English podcast. But, um, yeah, here's the joke, all right? Are you ready for this? Sit down, brace yourself. What will people say when they are able to handle pandemics properly in the future? All right. So, this is obviously a uh, pandemic joke. I think you're going to like the punchline. So, again, the joke is what will people say when they are able to handle pandemics properly in the future? You ready? Hindsight is 2020. Do you get it? So, um, this is an expression in and of itself, right? Hindsight is 2020 means that after something has occurred, when you look back on that thing, you've got 2020 vision, as in you can see very clearly. So, you can see that real that thing really clearly and know how things were going to turn out, right? So, it's it's easy to comment on things that have happened in the past, as if you always knew that that was going to be the result, that was how it was going to happen, like, say, the Trump election in 2016, you know, all these people after Trump was elected, you know, only just against Hillary Clinton in 2016 said, yeah, I knew he was going to be president. It was always a certain thing. And you're like, yeah. Mm. Hindsight's 2020. It's easy to say that after the things occurred. Okay, so obviously tying this in with the COVID uh, pandemic that is currently still going around the world and being a big issue. What will people say when they are able to handle pandemics properly in the future? Hindsight is 2020. 2020 refers to vision and being able to see well, but it is also obviously this year with COVID. <sighs> Dad jokes, really bad jokes. Anyway. So, today's expression is to fly off the handle, right? To fly off the handle, something you're holding on to. We'll get into what that means, though, after we go through and define the different words in this expression. So, to fly off something. Hmm, well, I guess we could talk about fly a fly first. A fly is uh, an animal, a really annoying animal in Australia, if we use it as a noun, right? A blowfly is a big problem in Australia. They tend to be a big issue, especially in summer. They've already started making their way into the house whenever Kel or I leave the doors open at the moment now that things are heating up. So, we have lots of flies around. But we can also use the word fly, to fly, as a verb, right? And so, this is of a bat or a bird or an insect uh, to move through the air using wings, you know, wings of some kind. And so, we can change the meaning of this verb, though. If something flies um, off something or away from something... The idea there is that it is moving or being hurled or thrown quickly through the air off or away from something. So, if this is my pen that I'm holding here, if this was on the table and I suddenly flicked it off the table with a lot of force, the movement through the air is the pen almost flying. It doesn't have any wings, but because it's moving through the air, we can use the verb sort of figuratively there to say it went flying off the table or it went flying away from me, flying away, flying off something. And then lastly here, a handle, I'm trying to think if I've got any good props here. No, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. A handle is the part by which a thing is held, carried or controlled, right? So, you might have a door handle, you know, it could also be the one that you twist like this with your wrist or it could be a one that you grab onto, you know, the sort of horizontal and you turn it vertically to open the door. Uh, you could have the handles of a bike as well. You could be holding on to the handlebars, we call them, handles. So, have you worked out what the expression to fly off the handle may mean? Hmm, to fly off the handle. No need to fly off the handle, mate. If you fly off the handle, you lose your temper suddenly and often unexpectedly. So, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get really angry, right? You lose self-control. You lash out at people. You fly off the handle. So, this is an American phrase, and it alludes to the uncontrolled way a loose axe head can fly off the handle when you're using it to chop a tree. And obviously, if it does that, it becomes very dangerous. So, imagine that this tripod that I'm holding in my hands here is an axe, you know, you're chopping at a tree. Often the axe head there is actually wedged onto the end of the, um, well, the handle, right, that you have inside of the metal axe head. And as that gets loosened through chopping wood, it can fly off. It can come off and become obviously a bit of a hazard to fly off the handle. So, there you go. That's where that originally comes from. The idea that the axe head, the metal part, the blade that is on top of well, it's at the head of the axe, right, can come off the handle, it flies off the handle. So, let's go through three examples of how I would use the expression to fly off the handle. So, example number one, I remember I was a very pesky, mischievous kind of kid. I used to pester my parents. I was a bit of a handful. I was a lot of trouble. I used to give my folks, my parents a hard time. So, sometimes I would misbehave so badly that my dad would lose it at me. He would lose his temper. He would rage up. He'd get really angry at me. He would shout at me. He'd ground me. He'd fly off the handle, right? Suddenly, and probably not unexpectedly, he would get angry at me. He would rage up at me and he would fly off the handle. So, I probably deserved it, to be honest. I was a bit of a naughty kid back in the day. Example number two, and we can bring it back to the uh, US President Trump. So, we'll make things political and talk about that. I'm sure you guys will know about Trump's sort of tumultuous um, career. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. He finds it uh, relatively difficult to get along with people. When he first got into office in 2016, when he first became the president, he was elected and voted in. He seemed to have quite a hard time finding a good team. He seemed to disagree with everyone. He seemed to fire all of the people that he hired to work for him. And it was reported that he would fly off the handle. He would get angry suddenly, unexpectedly. He would fire his workers. He would rage up. He would lose control. He would lash out. He would fly off the handle. Example number three, all right. Imagine that you get hired to work in some kind of factory, right? Maybe it's a huge machinery factory where you're making boilers or you're making cars or robots, you know, something where there's a lot of machinery and it's relatively dangerous, you know, kind of high stakes, and people can get injured and killed if you don't do your job right. So, it's your first day on the job, you know, you show up to work, you rock up to work. You show up on your first day and you get paired with some other worker who's been there for 20 years. You know, he's been there for yonks and he's really experienced. And he's the one who's meant to show you around the place and show you how to do your job. He's meant to show you the ropes and, you know, help you get up to speed with what you're going to have to do in your new position in this factory. So, he shows you the basics. Maybe he introduces you to the machine that you're going to be working with for the the next day, week, month, whatever it's going to be. And Pretty quickly, you, you know, think, oh, okay, I I think I've got this. You know, I think I know what's going on here. I think I've used something similar in the past. She'll be right. Um, You can leave me to it. It'll be fine. So, he notices, though, straight after he has left you to it and, you know, to do your job, to try and uh, use the machinery to make a car or a boiler or whatever it is, he notices that things start falling apart, uh, you make a bit of a mess of it and, you know, things go off the rails and the machine breaks down. So, you make a huge mess of it, he runs over to you, and instead of giving you a hand, you know, trying to help you out, he gets angry, he gets into a rage suddenly, maybe not unexpectedly, maybe unexpectedly, uh, and he flies off the handle. He gets really angry at you, he loses his cool, he rages up, he lashes out, he flies off the handle. And I just remembered. I did a similar expression to this, which is a really good Australian expression. And this is to spit the dummy. This is from episode 426 of the Aussie English podcast. I'll um, put a link up here and you'll be able to check that out. But to spit the dummy is to get angry. Maybe not necessarily suddenly or unexpectedly, but it's just, yeah, to get angry to get upset about something, to spit the dummy. And the idea here is that you are like a baby sucking on a dummy, what Americans would call pacifiers, you know, that calm or pacify the baby. You spit the dummy out, the pacifier out, and you eh, cry, right? You lose your temper, you have a tantrum, you get upset to spit the dummy. Very similar to to fly off the handle. So, Hopefully now, guys, by now, you will know the expression to fly off the handle. It means to lose your temper suddenly and unexpectedly, to lose self-control, to get angry, to rage up, to lash out, to fly off the handle. So, let's have a listen to the examples that you saw at the start of this episode or that you listened to at the start of this episode and see now if you can understand how the expression to fly off the handle is being used. And I'll see you in a sec. If you're a CEO and you fly off the handle at a very valued employee because of a minor infraction, that could cost you the employee. Number two, (laughs) they calmly discuss things together. That's a cool one. So people, when they're in conflict, many couples find that they are not able to handle their emotions, Yeah. Uh, but couples that have these high quality, awesome marriages calmly discuss things together. I think it's a cool one. So they don't fly off the handle and get angry. mm -hmm. I think one of the key social and emotional skills in childhood is self-regulation skills. And that means uh, your ability to understand and manage and control your own feelings so that you don't, you know, fly off the handle when you're frustrated. All right. Welcome back. Hopefully, you enjoyed those little snippets and you understood um, what the people were saying, the context and how they were using that expression. Now, it's time to go through a little listen and repeat pronunciation exercise. So, this is your excuse. This is your chance to sit down or to go somewhere quiet away from other people. You're probably doing just that if you're watching this on YouTube and practice your pronunciation after me. Again, you do not need an Australian accent, if that is not useful to you, if that's not something that you are trying to achieve, 100% do whatever accent or work on your pronunciation, however you're trying to do that, but use the words and the phrases that I say to practice things maybe like intonation, other things like that that are applicable all over the English-speaking world. If you are trying to perfect an Australian accent, or at least reduce your foreign accent and sound more like an Australian, because, say, you're migrating to Australia and you really want to fit in and you, you know, just love Aussie culture and you want to sound like one of us, then try and mimic the words and the sounds and the intonation and everything like that as well after me. Anyway, I'll stop rabbiting on. Let's get into it. So, listen and repeat after me. Two. To fly. To fly off to fly off the to fly off the handle 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 to fly off the handle, to fly off the handle. Good job. All right. So, now you've got that down to fly off the handle, to fly off the handle. Hopefully, you sort of feel how that that's meant to come out, how it should sound um, in terms of intonation, in terms of pronunciation. Now, let's go through the following structure. I flew off the handle. You flew off the handle. He flew off the handle. Pay attention to the connected speech, okay? So, how am I joining words together? What's the rhythm I'm using? Which words am I emphasizing? Which words are reduced- And, yeah, that's going to help you level up your pronunciation. Okay, so, let's go through these one by one. Listen and repeat after me. I flew off the handle. You flew off the handle. He flew off the handle. She flew off the handle. We flew off the handle. They flew off the handle. It flew off the handle. All right, guys, great job. Now, finishing up, I thought I couldn't, I couldn't really sort of piece together a, um, a good idea for an Aussie fact that would fit in with handle, with flying off the handle. So, I thought instead I would sort of tell you what my childhood was like growing up as, say, a primary school student in Ocean Grove, going to um, the local primary school here, meeting a lot of kids. So, it used to be really fun. Every single morning, we would wake up, I don't know, probably about 7, 730 have breakfast. I used to watch a TV show called Cheese TV, where it would have things like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Pokemon, Rugrats, a whole bunch of these other cartoons on this TV show that was hosted by two young guys. And I used to watch that whilst I was having breakfast and getting ready for school, you know, pack my lunchbox, I would get my backpack together, get my books in my backpack and a jumper or whatever else I needed, and then I would, you know, have my uniform on and trot off to school. So, probably by the age of about 10 or so, I could go to school by myself. You know, you would- it was pretty close. It was about, you know, 500 metres away and they had to do sort of two turns to get there along the streets. Go to school. I could ride a bike to school. I used to have a BMX bike that I bought when I um, got some inheritance when my grandmother sadly passed away when I was very young, and I used to ride that to school, and you would put that in a little cage that would be locked during the day and then at the evening or in the evening after you finish school, well, early afternoon, not the evening, you could get your bike out and then ride home. The cool thing was that this was a period before social media, before phones, really, mobile phones. I never had a mobile phone as a young kid at primary school. And so, what used to happen when my parents would say, you know, you can go out and play in the streets because I had mates who lived in the same street as me and we used to want to skateboard or play footy or cricket or ride our bikes around in the street, just play and, you know, run amok, probably do some mischievous activities. They would tell me, you know, you can go out, you can do whatever you want. Well, within reason, you know what I mean. You can play, but when the street lights come on, that's when you've got to come home. It was usually, I don't know, give or take 5 p.m. But the limit used to be once the streetlights would come on, it meant that the sun had set and it was getting dark and we needed to come home because that was probably about dinner time. And it was the easiest way for them to sort of tell us that's when we expect you to be home, once the streetlights come on. So, then, you know, we'd be playing, oh, the streetlights start coming on and we'd be like, you know, sorry, guys, I've got to go, got to head home, got to have some dinner, got to have some tucker. See you tomorrow. See you at school tomorrow. And we would trot off home. And then, yeah, have have dinner, go to sleep, get up, do it again. So that was sort of what my young life was like in Ocean Grove here when I was going to primary school. And I remember one time, yeah, I was trying to ride my bike, I remember that vividly, had my hands on the handlebars, and I thought it'd be a great idea for whatever reason to try and ride the bike with my hands switched, you know, like opposite one another, crossed over. And I remember losing control of the bike when I was riding home one day when the lights had come on, or the, the street lights, and because you have that opposite reaction of thinking, I need to pull with my right arm to turn right. Um, couldn't control it and uh, fell off my bike and scratched my face up and my elbow up. But um, turned out okay, I think. Anyway. So, guys, thank you so much for jo- joining me today. If you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure that you check out the YouTube video of this. I'm going to try and annotate it and put all the interesting expressions and everything that I say up on the screen so that you can read them, you can see them as I say them, and I'll put the definitions up there too. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget that you can get the podcast and you can listen to that. You can download the app, the podcast app on your phone. You can listen anywhere, anytime. It's free to use the application. You can also find it on any other podcast app if that's what you're using. But, yeah, that's it for everything else Australian English. If you're interested in my courses and memberships, go to aussieenglish.com.au. You'll find all the information there. The link will be below. And apart from that, I hope you guys have a ripper of a day and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me. I'm Pete. This is Aussie English. See you next time.